This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download or purchase this book. The Philosophy of the Christian Curriculum, Russus J. Rushtuni, Ross House Books, Vallecito, California. Part 2 Chapter 3 Grammar Language and grammar are expressions of a people's history, their culture and their religion. We are very often told that grammar is an artificial matter and that it is subject to change and development, and critics of the new grammar are accused of believing that our traditional grammar is somehow a special revelation from God. It is not necessary, nor sensible, to believe that grammar is a revelation from God in order to deny the radical relativism of the new grammar. Grammar and language are indeed relative to a culture, but the fact of a degree of relativity does not make it necessary, nor sensible, to affirm a radical relativism. Neither man nor his world are absolutes. They are God's creation, so that they are first of all relative to God, and second to the rest of creation. There is a degree of relativity in all creation. It is the humanist who seeks an absolutism in this world by asserting a radical relativity, by reducing all things around man and in man's world to flux and change. He thereby isolates man as his new absolute. The fact that language and grammar are relative to a people's faith and history does not mean that there is therefore no element of value and truth in them. Instead, we need then to say that a people's language and grammar, being a product of their history and faith, the kind of religion a people have, will profoundly affect in time their language and grammar. Moreover, things will have a different meaning for them because of that faith. Because of our failure to understand this, we often reinterpret the works of another culture in terms of our own world of meaning. A classic example of this is Aristotle, who would never have understood what the scholastics and modern are talking about when they expound Aristotelian thought. For him, words such as cause, substance, law, ethics, nature and so on had a radically different meaning. Another fact of importance is that language and grammar reflect the time sense of a people, their religious faith concerning the meaning of time. Chinese civilization has a relativism of perhaps 2,000 years or more, certainly at least 1,500 years old. The result is a language without anything comparable to our grammar and time sense. The more developed the time sense of a people, the more simple usually is their language. Chinese and various Native American Indian languages represent a wide divergence in cultural inheritance, but they have in common a high complexity there is a subtlety of expression for the nuances of the existentialist moment, together with an awkwardness in dealing with the past and the future. Of the African mind and languages, we are told by an African philosopher, John Mbiti, that there is a lack of the category of the future as Western Christian thought has developed it. African consciousness is concerned with the past, the present and the immediate future, and whatever does not fit into these three categories is no time. The linear concept of time is alien also to African thought. Actual time is the present and the past. If future events are part of the constant, inevitable and necessary rhythm of nature, 
they are understood and are regarded as potential time. Thus, tomorrow thus is only that which occurred yesterday and today. On the whole, this idea of time is also common to much of the ancient world, Asia, and the modern man as it is now manifesting itself. Let us illustrate this time difference by citing two very similar statements with very different meanings. According to Plutarch, the temple of Isis at Sais had this inscription, quote, I am all that has come into being, and that which is, and that which shall be, and no man hath lifted my veil, end quote. Contrast this with the declaration of our Lord, quote, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty, end quote. Revelation 1, 8. Isis declares herself to be process, the procession of time and being. Everything has come into being out of her and is identical with her, a pantheistic concept. She herself is past and present and all that was and is. There is, however, no knowledge of the future. It is veiled and beyond knowing. Isis of tomorrow neither sees nor is seen. Thus we have here a world of chance, not of predestination. By contrast, Jesus Christ, the Almighty God, declares himself to be the Eternal One, who is the Creator of all things, and the only source of the meaning of all things, their Alpha and Omega. Moreover, he is the absolute predestinator of all things, and shall appear or come as their judge. The two, quote, similar, end quote, statements are thus a world apart. Christ's statement has reshaped Western languages and grammars, and, through Bible translation, is reshaping the languages of peoples all over the world. Bible translating is an exciting task because it involves, in effect, the reworking of a language in order to make it carry the meaning of the Bible. This means a new view of the world, of God, time and language. I was told once by a missionary that a native convert, having now a Wycliffe Bible translation of portions of Scripture, declared, quote, We speak a new tongue now, end quote. All our Western languages manifest clearly the marks of biblical faith and translation. They have been made more and more relative to biblical categories of thought and meaning. Our ideas of grammar, of tense, syntax and structure, of thought and meaning, bear a Christian imprint. Very clearly, our language and grammar are relative, but relative to a heritage of biblical faith. The new grammar is hostile to this faith and tradition. Its motivation is an existentialist humanism. Any compromise with it involves a radical surrender of much more than language forms. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit 
reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.